Genetics is a field of biology dealing with the study of genes, genetic variation, and heredity. But what exactly is the science of genetics, and what does its future hold? Around 1865, Gregor Mendel noted the role of factors that influence the expression of traits, which are now known as genes. Each human has between 20,000 and 25,000 genes. This collection, also known as a genome, determines a person's traits by influencing factors on a cellular level. Genetic information is stored in every cell's nucleus. Structures called chromosomes carry this information in the form of deoxyribonucleic acid, which is DNA. DNA is a double helix of nucleotides, chemical compounds composed of sugar and phosphate molecules, along with the bases thymine, adenine, guanine, and cytosine. These segments of DNA are what we call genes, and it is within those genes that chemical compounds provide the coding for all information about a person's inherited traits. Discoveries in genetic research have tremendous opportunities in medicine, such as genetic testing and the manipulation of genes. However, these opportunities also come with risks and ethical questions. One of the most famous genetic engineering techniques is CRISPR, which stands for Clustered Regularly Interspaced Short Palindromic Repeats. Sounds long and complex, doesn't it? We'll try to explain the mechanism behind it in simpler terms. CRISPR makes use of enzymes that guide RNA. Specifically, it uses the Cas9 enzyme in nuclease that acts as molecular scissors, snipping certain areas of DNA. Which area it snips depends on the guide RNA used directing the Cas9 enzyme to cut a specific sequence. To cut, the Cas9 enzyme binds to the targeted site, unwinds the DNA's double helix structure, and cuts it. It can deactivate the gene, remove unwanted fragments, modify or even rectify parts of DNA. Note that to modify or rectify, an additional DNA template is required. CRISPR is often regarded as a revolutionary technology due to three reasons. It is much cheaper, much quicker, and can edit almost any organism's genome with high precision. It is a breakthrough in medicine, as genetic engineering gives scientists the potential to treat diseases, especially genetic ones. For example, a study showed that in rats, CRISPR could remove at least 50% of HIV DNA. In 2015, CRISPR was also used to remove HIV from living cells of human patients. Attempts have been made to eliminate cancer, modify human embryos, and implement genetic engineering technology into vaccinations. People could soon be vaccinated against diseases such as hepatitis B and cholera by merely biting into a banana. Bananas, potatoes, lettuce, and carrots, and tobacco have all been successfully altered to manufacture vaccinations, but researchers believe bananas are the best production. When a modified virus is introduced into a banana seedling, the virus's genetic material quickly becomes a permanent component of the plant's cells. The virus proteins are produced by the plant cells as it grows, but not the infectious portion. The antigen proteins for a pathogen are produced by the plant cells as it grows, but the genes necessary for the complete pathogen to develop are missing. Eating this vaccine stimulates both the mucosal immune response system, which is the first line of defense as human pathogens initiate their infection in the MIS and humoral immune systems. Development of an edible vaccine in a selected plant system has many significant advantages, such as easy and efficient oral delivery, low cost with higher scale production, avoidance of any trained medical personnel for delivery, lack of any pathogenic infection, 
and reducing the need for sterile injection conditions that are not always available in developing countries. Additionally, edible vaccines do not have toxic compounds and only contain therapeutic proteins, which reduces the risk of side effects. However, edible vaccines also come with certain limitations, including immune intolerance, ecological risks, government approval, and social resistance to GMOs. Genetic engineering can also be seen in food and some animals. Like the glow-in-the-dark cats that caught the attention of the media back in 2011, scientists inserted a gene into cats to help resist the feline forms of AIDS. The study was done in order to gain insight into AIDS. The gene that produces a fluorescent protein, the GFP, was also inserted. This protein is usually found in jellyfish and is commonly used in the area of research to be able to monitor the activity of altered genes. The antiviral genes rhesus macaque produces the restriction fracture protein that can resist AIDS-causing viruses affecting other animals. U.S. and Japan teams transferred this gene and the gene for GFP into feline eggs, also known as oocytes. Nearly all offspring from modified eggs had the restriction factor. There was a reduced replication of the feline AIDS virus or the feline immunodeficiency virus, FIV. Like HIV in humans, FIV works by wiping out infection-fighting T-cells. This was the first time sex cells of a carnivore have been genetically modified, leading to embryos that robustly express the implanted genes without all the complexities of cloning. The aim of future treatments is a gene therapy that can introduce protective genes that can help fight off HIV. Another example of genetic modification is in salmon. Genetically modified salmon is one way to increase profits because it reduces costs and faster growth due to the altering of the animal's genetic material. Genetically modified salmon, aka Aqua Advantage salmon, which are all sterile females, were patented by Canadian scientists who took a gene that regulates growth hormones in Pacific Chinook salmon and a promoter, which is an on-off switch, of a gene from an ocean pout and introduced them into the Atlantic salmon. Cation gave the salmon a year-round appetite instead of season-round, enabling it to reach the market size a lot faster. Chinook salmon growth-promoting genes allow it to grow in less hospitable environments. It's quite a controversial technology, as it allows for genetic material to transfer directly from one organism to another at a molecular level, which is different from animal breeding, posing a near risk and an unpredictable impact on the environment. Some benefits of these genetically modified salmon include producing more salmon in containment will reduce pressure on wild fish stocks. The production of fish in captivity would reduce transport costs and improve the whole supply chain, reducing the industry's carbon footprint. Another benefit would be having production close to population, meaning a fresh supply of fish to the public available at all times. Of course, genetic engineering is a relatively new field, only invented in 1973. It is amazing how editing a single DNA sequence could bring along huge effects to an organism, but this revolutionary technology brings along many issues we may not have deeply thought about. Some laws have been implemented to suppress such issues. For example, countries like the U.S. have banned genetically engineering human embryos except for researching purposes, and the modification of living things contradicts some religious beliefs as well. In some cases, genetic engineering can be considered unethical as it 
involves invasive procedures with many animals, and there are welfare concerns, like the creation of unexpected side effects. Even if we tackle a certain disease, tampering with one gene may provoke a new unknown disease. In particular, genetic engineering in the womb may cause miscarriages or other birth-related consequences, which is extremely dangerous. Moving on, success in such designer babies, meaning babies with their genes predetermined through genetic engineering may lead to the overpopulation and limit genetic diversity. From a survival standpoint, this is disadvantageous, especially for plants and animals, as there is little variation and could potentially wipe out engineered species. This is because pathogens like bacteria and viruses may adapt to these stronger engineered species, and as they grow more resistant, they can harm the unengineered species. But genetic engineering can help us defend against diseases. Many diseases are directly caused by certain genetic sequences, and sometimes people with a certain genetic sequence are more prone to a certain disease. By genetically engineering unborn or young children, we can cure such disorders and increase our average lifespan. It helps us adapt to our changing environment quicker and better. Genetic engineering is faster and much more straightforward than evolution. And not only for us humans, we can also use this for endangered species for them to adapt and maintain Earth's biodiversity. For instance, we can modify crops to withstand global warming, droughts, pest and disease resistance, and much more, securing their desirable characteristics to improve their chances of survival. A genetic disorder is a disease that is caused by a change or mutation in an individual's DNA sequence. In other words, a genetic disorder is an illness caused by changes in a person's DNA. So now we'll talk about a few of the most common genetic disorders. Firstly, we'll be talking about Prader-Willi syndrome, a rare genetic disorder resulting on a number of physical, mental, and behavioral problems caused by a missing gene on chromosome 15. It is very rare and affects between 1 in 10,000 to 30,000 people worldwide. It disrupts the normal development of the functioning part of the brain called the hypothalamus, which produces hormones and helps regulate appetite, leading to delayed growth and persistent hunger. Around 74% of cases caused by missing genetic material comes from the father's copy of chromosome 15, also known as paternal deletion. Around 25% of cases are caused by two copies of chromosome 15 inherited from the mother. Rarely, it can also be caused by a chromosomal rearrangement called a translocation. Prader-Willi syndrome is not generally inherited, but rather the genetic changes happen during the formation of the egg, sperm, or in early development. There's a wide range of symptoms, including thin upper lips, almond-shaped eyes, short height, obesity, extreme flexibility, and behavioral speech and sleep problems. Some symptoms can be identified before the baby is born, including abnormal fetal position and muscle movement. Some symptoms that can indicate Prader-Willi syndrome in children include hanging limbs, rapid weight gain, underdeveloped genitals, absent puberty, and persistent hunger, often leading to obesity and type 2 diabetes. Children with this symptom often burn up less energy and need fewer calories and less food than other children. Symptoms that are more commonly seen in adults include hypotonia, food craving and weight gain, and sex organs producing little to no sex hormones leading to infertility. Another common genetic disorder is sickle cell anemia. 
It is an inherited red blood cell disorder where there aren't enough healthy red blood cells to carry oxygen throughout the body. Instead of round red blood cells that move easily through the blood vessels, the red blood cells are shaped like sickles or crescent moons, causing them to get stuck in the small blood vessels, which slows and blocks blood flow and oxygen to parts of the body. Sickle cell anemia is one of the most common inherited blood disorders in the United States, affecting over 100,000 Americans. One in 500 African Americans and one in 1,400 Hispanic Americans have sickle cell. It is most common among ancestors of Africa, Mediterranean countries, India, the Arabian Peninsula, Central America, and parts of the Caribbean. Sickle cell anemia symptoms usually appear around five months of age, including but not limited to swelling hands and feet, delayed growth, vision problems, and pain crises like periodic pain in the chest, abdomen, joints, and bones. Chronic pain resulting from brain and joint damage, ulcers, and others may also appear. In order to be affected, both mother and father must pass the defective form of the gene to the child. If only one parent passes the gene, the child will have the trait. The mutation in the gene tells your body to make iron-rich compounds that make blood red and enable the red blood cells to carry oxygen from the lungs throughout the body. Another rare inherited condition is Huntington's disease, which stops the brain from working properly over time. It gradually worsens over time and usually becomes fatal after a period of up to 20 years. It is passed on from parents and symptoms start from 30 to 50 years, but can begin earlier or even later. Some symptoms include difficulty concentrating and memory lapses, depression, stumbling, and clumsiness, involuntary jerking, fidgeting, and movements of the limbs and body, and mood and personality changes. Huntington's disease is caused by a faulty gene that causes parts of the brain to gradually damage over time. The risk of developing this disorder is if one of the parents has or had it. There is a 50% chance of each of their children developing the condition and another 50% of chance that their children would never develop the condition. Affected children are also able to pass the gene on to their children. There are currently no cures or any ways to stop it from getting worse. Medicines for depression, mood swings, involuntary movement can be prescribed and occupational therapy may be needed to help with everyday tasks. Speech, language, and physiotherapy may also be sought for treatment. Marfan syndrome is a disorder of connective tissues which maintain the structure of the body and support internal organs and other tissues. One in 1,500 people worldwide are affected, and although rare, it is one of the most common connective tissue disorders. It is inherited by one of the parents, causing some to be mildly affected while others have more serious symptoms. This syndrome is hereditary and 75% of the cases are inherited by one parent. The other 25% is when the fibrillin gene mutates for the first time in the parent's sperm or egg. It's an autosomal dominant gene, meaning a child can inherit it even if only one parent has it. So there's a 50% chance that the child would inherit the syndrome. The gene defect leads to abnormal production of fibrillin, resulting in parts of the body being able to stretch abnormally when placed under any stress. It causes some bones to grow longer than they should. Some typical characteristics in people with Marfan syndrome include being tall, having abnormally long and slender limbs, fingers, and toes, heart defects, and lens dislocation. It's quite an expensive process to get a genetic test to confirm the syndrome as the gene can mutate in more than 3,000 different ways, making it hard to identify. 
Some complications include cardiovascular, eye, and skeletal. As the disorder affects connective tissues, it weakens the aorta, which can also interfere with pregnancy as the heart pumps more blood than usual during this time, which puts extra stress on the aorta, increasing the risk of a rupture or a dissection. There is no cure for this, but there is treatment and managing symptoms. Patients should be closely monitored and treated by a team of different healthcare professionals as it affects several parts of the body, including the heart and the aorta. Finally, the last genetic disorder we'll discuss is Down syndrome, affecting about 1 out of 700 babies, where a person has an extra chromosome. A chromosome is a thread-like structure of DNA and is organized into genes, carrying genetic information and is found in the nucleus of a cell. In humans, normally there are 46 chromosomes, with 23 chromosomes from each parent. However, people with Down syndrome have an extra copy of chromosome 21. There is no cause identified for the syndrome, but it is more common of babies of women 35 years or older during pregnancy. This causes both facial and bodily symptoms. Facial features of Down syndrome patients typically include a flattened face, especially a flattened nose bridge, almond-shaped eyes slanting upwards, small ears, tongue tending to stick out of the mouth, and white spots on the iris. Bodily symptoms include a short neck, small hands and feet, a single line across the palm called a palmar crease, small pinky fingers, poor muscle tone or loose joints, and a shorter height. To diagnose this disease, screening tests like blood tests and ultrasounds can be used. In fact, extra fluid behind a baby's neck could indicate genetic problems. Diagnostic tests inspecting the placenta, amniotic fluid, or blood from the umbilical cord could also be used. As genetic engineering progresses, we may be able to resolve these disorders and many other diseases. The diseases we have covered today are directly caused by a genetic defect, but many other diseases in other fields of medicine have genetic predispositions. This means a gene sequence that does not directly cause a disease, but rather increases the likelihood of developing disease due to a certain genetic sequence. This often is present in diseases that seemingly partially run down the family. Once genetic engineering has been proven safe and accepted as a method of treatment, we can finally cure these diseases. In addition, recently, the field of genetics has sparked conversations in the general public regarding the newest mRNA vaccine for COVID-19. It is false, however, that the mRNA vaccine can genetically engineer our body's DNA. mRNA stands for messenger RNA, which as suggested by its name, acts as a messenger, sending instructions to the cells to make certain products. And guess what? This relates to immunology, which we will further delve into later in our next podcast. Thank you for listening. We hope you have learned more about the field of genetics.